welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fullery, starring Jerry Springer, along with Gene Galvin and me. I'm Megan Hills. We're recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. My daddy. And here he is, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jerry Springer. Oh, thank you. Whoa. Woo. Hey, you know, uh, and pretty, pretty intense in here. Let, let, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Let's oh, first say real fast dare, that uh, <laughs> uh, Jerry in a few minutes is going to talk about a very interesting topic, the rise of outsiders in politics. And that spirit actually birthed, I think, uh, President Donald Trump. Mm. We also have coming back, Jerry and Megan, they, they were with us last week as our musical guests. And they're really good. Yeah. And we leaned on them to come back, and it's Brent James and the Vintage Youth. So let's Woo-hoo! hear it. Yeah, they're very good. And it was my good luck charm having them back, so I decided to wear the same shirt. Well, that's a good All of us did. Good we all thing. wore the yeah. same clothes. Hey, you know, uh, <laughs> a couple weeks ago, I talked about, actually, you guys, you guys claimed, and it embarrassed me and my wife, that Jerry's going <laughs> off to go. a very expensive vacation. He's earned his money. And he goes to some really cool places. And I, you guys said I was going to like uh, Bone Lake, Big, Big Bone, Bone Lick State Park, about 30 Big miles from where I live, mm-hmm. for yeah. two weeks with my wife. Wait, you're going camp. two weeks to a state park? Well, that's what you guys claim. It's not true. I'm going for two weeks to Glacier National Park. Oh, oh, oh. And we are going well, to camp some of that, yeah. much of that. And I wanted to check something with you. I know, because I'm laying out all my stuff, getting my gear together for yeah. this trip. And I'm taking a bear spray and a global positioning system emergency beacon that I carry because yeah. I'm going to be some places where there are like no cell phones around. Are you taking anything like that with you on your vacation? When, well, my people are bringing <laughs> tanning lotion. Yes. And a wallet. <laughs> yeah. Ash. A wallet. Yeah. A wallet full of money. And, um... And then we have a special place where, you know, the limo drivers will stay. I see, yeah. Um, the entourage has yeah, to have its really place. They might right. have yeah. bear spray. They yes. may have yeah. bear spray. Hey, and, uh, people to carry my bags, yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. Uh, we have Doesn't somebody who is, I think, on hold, and it is a person who has visited us before. Oh, yeah? And it's a man named, see if you remember, State Senator Tip Kemper. Oh, my mm. gosh. We haven't heard from him in a while. And he calls us occasionally He's and He's beckons our help. <laughs> that man's nuts. To help him get his bills passed. And he has Senate Bill 770. Isn't, this is the same guy that had the, you could that you had to rent out your pool to inner city kids and that, that you had to submit it. a book report. Right. Yes, to the government. Oh my yeah, gosh. yeah. He and is what is this bill number seven? Brain. Senate Bill seven seventy. I'm I don't say much during these because I don't know much about politics, as you know. Yeah. And I don't know that I have uh-huh. the brain power to roll with these kinds of conversations. These are meta. These are pretty meta right. pictures here. And I'm gonna do some technical checking, make sure we can get him on the line, but I think we've got him. Okay, yeah, let's try to get... Oh, gosh, it's been, it's been it's several a few months since yeah. he called. At least. Yeah. And he's always a nitwit, so this should be interesting. Well, I hope he can't hear what we're saying. Right well, now. he can't. There's no he way. Can't. There's technical difficulties. You know there yeah. is. <laughs> but he just keeps... You wonder how he ever gets elected. Well, the, the read-write one where everyone had to submit the book report. Do yeah. you remember that? To pass legislation which w- required every citizen in the state to submit a one book report every month. Yep. 
and you turn you, it into your office, mm -hmm. and you got fined. Post office, yeah. And you got fined if you didn't do it. Had to be, yeah, single spaced. Yeah. He had like very specific. It was quite bizarre. And then the other one was bring that you could use neighborhood pools to bring. He's on the line now, guys. Oh, he is. Oh, he's here. Yeah, he's okay. okay, let's put him through. <clears throat> Hello, Hello, Senator Mr. Springer and Miss Holmes. How are you, State Senator Chip Kemper? How are you? Uh, we are fine. Uh, Pleasure. Yeah, always, thanks for sir. calling in. What can we do for you? Well, I'm trying to get help, uh, support to get my bill passed. It's the state senator Tip Kemper brain drain bill SB 770. Brain drain. And it's drain? based on the yeah. the brain drain bill. Yes, it's based on the 2016 Westwood study that shows that 39 percent of our state's most talented and educated young people from the ages of 21 to 35 leave our state to land jobs we vitally need in our state. So I have a solution. Yeah. SB 770 would require, under penalty of law, that every newborn at our state hospitals and birthing centers that they would receive an implanted small electrode the size of a little camera battery in the nape of the neck, and that that would electronically coordinate with a one-inch thick, thick electrified cable that would be buried around the circumference of the state. Then if that person, up to the age of 36, ever approached that electrified boundary, they would get a shock. It's like the grocery Here Here she would get a slight correction. Like we put on dogs oh, if dog you don't fence. want it to run <laughs> off your lawn. And you this would is put not that very in the Are you, are you yeah. serious, Senator? You think, you think people are yes, going to be okay with implanting chips in infants' necks? Do you think this is a good idea? Well, they may not like it, but if the law is passed, they would have to do it. And then if well, they ever if they're really, infants, they're not even going to know what's happening. I, 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 and that's I, the beauty of it. Sorry, that's I'm, the I'm, beauty I'm, of it right there. I'm seeing some major, major flaws with this plan, I have to tell you. I just, I, I what if they're just going to see Grandma, who lives right. in another state? Well, Grandma would have to come to that state, to our state, <laughs> and that would get us more revenue because Grandma would have to stay in a hotel and eat our food. What about if you work out of state? If you live on the state border and you work yeah. in another state and you have to commute? I have to do that every oh, day. Oh, no. Oh, no. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Don't. Do, I, I, again, so, wow, sir, you continue to this, amaze us. It's and really are you getting much support for this bill? Well, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I find that shocking. I really do. What? And that's one of the reasons why I'm so glad you had me on your show. So I really would appreciate well, it won't happen again. <laughs> this is this will be about it. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Well, I really appreciate your support. There's no, I, I, no I, support. There can't be any support. <laughs> you are. And I ask that everybody listening, if you'll please call your state senator and ask them to support Senate Bill oh 770. I'm getting another call on my other cell phone. I'm a very busy politician, so I'm afraid I have to go. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, wow. Senator Kemper. Which raises the issue, who's listening to this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> what? Dozens this, of hi, Mom. Is he? Yeah. Is this the, what we're attracting? Yeah.
Yeah, Senator Kip. Oh my gosh. Tip we shouldn't make fun. He's bound to run for president. <laughs> it's fair. Oh my God, that's true. Can you imagine you would have to vote for either hey, Tip Kemper or Trump? <laughs> at least there's literacy plan in Kemper's. Yeah. Polls. Guy intimidates me. Yeah, he was, <laughs> I just, I'm kind of, I, you know, I'm always very you quiet. Were you able to hear what was going on? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm oh, you're right here, and I just He's don't unbelievable. say much. Yeah, it's funny. His ideas kind of resonate with me, and I don't know what it is about him or me. Yeah, but I. So uh, you think it's a good I idea? I feel that guy. That you take a kid. I feel How that old guy. are these children? Did he say how old the infants? I think are? he said infants. At birth. New, he at said birth. at birth. Yeah, he said at yeah. birth they would be injected. Yeah. Isn't circumcision painful <laughs> enough? <laughs> We're gonna put a chip now in you're going to add that to it too. Can you imagine too? the frenzy they that cut that would cause? Both ends. I swear. Again. Anywho. Another way, way to elevate the conversation. Yeah. Well, this was tough to do. <laughs> very to true. elevate that. That's very How true, sir. Touche. Yeah. You know, I was wondering, Jerry. <laughs> yes, Gene? What the heck birthed Donald Trump? Because we were all pretty surprised. Really, you have to say that so many people, and Trump jokes about this. I think he's kind of cool that he does it. He should do it. Jokes about, well, no one ever thought I'd get elected. And remember, he, he lost by 3 million votes. We always yeah. have to tell yeah. the truth. You should stop going around telling and, people. And he, he won. Yeah. Uh, he won the Electoral College. Electoral College, which is a whole other discussion. That's a whole other deal. We could debate whether that thing even should be here now in 2017. But you have a theory, because I've heard you kind of tease it occasionally, that there's the rise of the outsider and that that phenomenon set up the ramp for Trump to slide in through the electoral yeah, college. What's, is, that, what's that about? Give it's that happening not just here in America, but in most Western countries, there is in this generation, as you said, the rise of the outsider, that people that are outside the establishment are suddenly becoming attractive to masses of people and these candidates or these people that have not been in politics are using the masses, the resentment, whatever is going on that they don't like, and using them to rise to power. But this is cyclical. This happens periodically throughout history. And maybe if we think about what happens in democratic societies, it's inevitable. You think about it. You have a government that was elected by the people, and these people become well-known in office, and so they stay in power, they get re-elected, and it becomes the establishment. It becomes what we call the elite, and they pass laws which benefit themselves, etc. But here's what happens, why people become unhappy with them, and why a populist will suddenly rise to power. The first thing is, it is inevitable that people are going to be unhappy with their government. And the reason for that is that more and more in this global planet, what I mean by that is that we're all interrelated now in terms of our issues, many, many problems are totally outside the realm of a particular country's government to solve. So, for example, if there is an environmental issue, if there are vast economic issues that are going on in the world, if there are wars going on in certain places of the world that could cut off, for example, the supply of oil, because there's a war in the Middle East, 
all of a sudden the oil doesn't come in, the price of oil goes up, that affects the economy in the countries that need that oil. And then all of a sudden people get angry. How come so much at the gas pump and how come people are being laid off? They're angry and they take out their anger on their local government, even though the government, to be honest, has no control over a lot of these issues. I mean, half of the things we yell at, whoever the president is, Obama, Trump, Clinton, whatever, half of the problems that our government faces are beyond the control of who was ever in the White House. So we first have to kind of admit that, even though when the economy's going good, we say, oh, the president's doing a great job. A lot of it's luck. So that's the first thing. There are external factors which result in the lives people have. And if those external factors have a negative impact on society, then people are gonna take it out on the government. It doesn't hurt the elite, it doesn't hurt the rich, because the elite and the rich don't need government as much. So they don't get angry. It's always the vast majority of people that are upset because they do need government. That's the first thing. Second thing is there has been, in, certainly in the last two generations, an increase in the loss of confidence in all institutions. So, for example, it's not just government. You know, we get upset with government, as I said, one, because they can't control some things, but also sometimes people in government are corrupt. Sometimes people in government are incompetent. Sometimes people in government just make horrible decisions, even though they're well-meaning. So we've lost confidence just in the ability of government to do certain things. And then you get a whole bunch of people saying, ah, government, anything the politician does, anything the government does is inefficient, is horrible. Well, look at the private sector. We find out that the private sector, which we, we had thought about it ahead of time, we'd know, the private sector isn't always very efficient. The private sector has corruption. Remember Wall Street in 2008. Remember Madoff. Every one of us, virtually every single day, has some complaint about something going on in the private sector. You go to a restaurant, oh, the service is bad, this food is no good. You buy something, it doesn't fit. The car you get, it's not working, whatever. This is all private sector. The government doesn't run what the stuff, most of the stuff that we have in our house, that we purchase, most of the services we get. We live in a private sector world. And every time we're unhappy with something, you call to complain about something. Remember, that's not the government. That's the private sector that you hear some people say, oh, ah, the government can't do anything. Let the private sector do it. Well, you know what? The private sector screws things up too every single day. And then even our religious institutions with the scandals we had last 10, 20 years. You know, we thought, oh, well, the church, you know, or whatever your religion, you know, that's beyond any kind of corruption. These are, and then we find out some of the horrible things that are going on in the most sacred of institutions. At our universities, we see stories of things really going bad there. In other words, every single institution, private or public, is being challenged. Why? Because every institution is staffed by human beings. 
the same people that could have a job in the government are people that sometimes work in the private sector. And as long as you have people, you're going to have some that are very smart, some that aren't. Some that have a lot of energy, some that are lazy. Some that are honest, some that are not so honest. So as long as you have people, it doesn't matter whether it's government or private or whatever, you're going to get into problems. And people will be unhappy. And then you have the media. The media in a free society is called the fourth estate. Its job is to, in a sense, challenge whatever the existing government is. It's to find out if there are things that are going on that are wrong. What is the thinking behind certain opinions? And so the media, by constantly every day challenging, anytime anything in the government is wrong, it will lead the news whether it's a Democrat or a Republican in there. So the media, the newspapers, they will constantly challenge the government. That adds to people's thinking that the government's no good, the establishment's no good, look at all these problems. Then you have today, because of technology, the social media. Well, the social media accelerates and exacerbates anything that's a problem. Because on the social media, everything goes viral. Just make up a conspiracy theory. Make up, quote, fake news, some report about something. Suddenly everyone's, you know, getting in touch with their friends on social media and repeating the story, on and on. Again, we drill into people every single day how bad the government is, how bad the elite is, how bad the institutions are. Most of what you see on social media is a complaint about something. And then we have political campaigns. For the last 40 years, virtually every single television political commercial is how the other guy's a bum, almost without exception. The other guy is terrible, vote for me. The other guy is either corrupt, the other guy will raise your taxes, the other guys will make you unsafe, vote for me. Well, and then you had, in 1980, our popular president, Reagan, famously saying, government can't solve problems, government is the problem. So if you drill into this younger generation and the generation before it, every single day, the media, social media, political campaigning, you drill in every day how bad everything is. No wonder people are upset with the establishment, with institutions, with the government. So it's very easy then for someone who is outside the establishment, outside the elite, not part of the government to say, isn't this all terrible? And everyone nods their head, yes, it's terrible. Well, you know what? I haven't been part to that. I haven't been a party to that. So vote for me. I'll shake things up there. They're all corrupt. Have someone from the outside who isn't beholden. I'll do it for you. That sounds very attractive. But here's the problem, and it has been proven almost all the time in history. In this anger against the establishment, someone will rise up from the outside. And because he or she articulates that anger, that person gets elected. 
Now, here's where they're a problem. Because they're an outsider, once they get in, they immediately realize they don't know what the hell they're doing. Not because they're bad people necessarily, just because they, they have no idea. It'd be like suddenly running into a hospital and saying, I'm going to be in charge of all surgery now. You know, you've never even put a Band-Aid on somebody. So they get into government and they realize they don't have a clue how to fix these problems because it's beyond them. It's beyond even people with a lot of experience. Well, they got to very quickly be able to figure, how am I going to answer this? The people are now all looking at me. Every single one of these outsiders, once they get into office, and since they can't fix anything because they don't know how, they have to find a scapegoat. They have to find somebody to blame. And the history of the world is filled with people that rise because of populism, get to power, and find somebody to blame, some group. That group, by definition, has to be a minority because you can't get into office and blame the majority of the people. So you blame a minority. It could be a racial minority. It could be an ethnic minority. Oftentimes, they're foreigners, people outside. They're causing the problems. So with Trump, those Hispanics, those Muslims, African-Americans, they, they shouldn't be registered. You know it's fraud. And all this stuff to aim at some minority to pass the blame to, that's the only thing that can keep them in power. And to blame every institution that challenges them. Watch what Trump is doing. Whoever comes out against anything he wants to do, that is the person responsible. So if the court has a decision against him, it's that terrible courts. The Congressional Budget Office comes out and says how much the health insurance plan is going to cost, 22 million people losing their jobs. It's that CBO. It's the head of the CBO. They don't know what they're doing. They're at fault. The media. The media is fake news. Anybody who questions what he is doing is suddenly the villain. Not someone he disagrees with, but the villain. The scary part of all this is not just to explain that it's inevitable that this happens, but if you look at history, you look at all the dictators of the 20th century, every single one of them rose to power by becoming a populist first, appealing to the masses who are unhappy with their lives, got into power and blamed the foreigners, the Jews, the gypsies, the Catholics, the Hispanics, every single dictator does this. So when there is a fear of Trump, it's not because he's there yet. And for all I know, he's not even thinking about going there. I would hope not. But this is how the forces come to be. You keep blaming everybody else because you don't know how to fix it. And why would he know how to fix it? This is the danger. So when people are nervous and anxious about a Trump presidency, it isn't just because they don't want a Republican in office. It's because those who study these issues know that this is a very 
dangerous thing when you ride this populist fury into putting someone in power that has no clue about what to do with it. Yeah. Again, another uplifting. <laughs> They're just shiny, happy. And therefore, I am today announcing my candidacy because I don't know what to do either. Because you don't know what to do either. <laughs> well, we're very excited. We do have Brett James and the Vintage Youth coming back to visit us this evening. If you guys want to come back on up. Yeah. yeah. They're back. Yeah, they're back. Did you guys, do you always wear the same outfits? Always. All right, so we've got to talk to you guys a little bit last week. So let's talk, I have a couple questions for you about like, where have you been? What, what, what types of touring have you been doing? What brought you back to Cincinnati now? Who I understand you've opened for some pretty exciting folks. Tell, yeah, talk yeah, a little bit about with, that. Uh, Ted Nugent took us out, Alice Cooper. Ooh, no kidding. Uh, who else do we got? Where have you been is the uh, single off our next record, by the way. It, That's crazy. Is it really? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> nice yeah. Nice bet. Where have you been? Going. Yeah. It's a gift. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Daughtry took us out, so yeah. Cool, so, very yeah, cool. We played with a bunch of people. Bunch yeah. Of people What's your what was your favorite? Ooh, that's a tough question. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, my favorites for when we're headlining shows and sure. and, yeah. and playing shows like this. So this, yeah. this is our favorite right here. So. Yeah. That is the right answer, sir. It <laughs> <laughs> yes. turns out. <laughs> Yeah. So what are you gonna what are you gonna play for us now? What do you have um, for us? We'll play a song called uh, Mount Zion. Mount Zion. That's the street I grew up on. Go for yeah. it. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's go. crazy. <laughs> All right. Here we go.
said, tell us. These guys are good. I know they are. Look at how many, how many words is that, Gene? How uh, many are we on? So tell us again where we can listen to more of your music. Uh, BrentJamesMusic.com. I can follow you on Instagram. Uh, yeah, we're on YouTube, all that good stuff. Yeah, Instagram, Brent James so Music. So what's coming Twitter, out next? Facebook. New, new record. We're working on a new record right now. So, yeah? Yeah. When yep. is that slated yeah. to come out? Uh, we're hoping beginning of September. Very, very yeah, cool. So we so, can find that and listen yeah, to more. Are you yeah. guys playing anything local anytime soon that we can check um, out? No, we're just kind of buried in the studio right now. Cool. So, but we're going to, we'll, there'll be dates on BrentJamesMusic.com soon. So, awesome. Yeah. And you've got yeah. another song called It's All Right. Is that correct? Yes. That is. All right. Let's do this. I get nervous when you say buried. <laughs> <laughs> you should get nervous, Jerry. <laughs> yeah. It's too close to home. <laughs> I'm sleeping alone tonight No big deal, no big curse, I guess And my clock just blinks At 6.34 She thinks I don't hear As she slips out my door It's alright, it's okay Maybe we'll get it together one day. But in my 
And the village youth. Yeah, your voice, because you hit such high notes, and it's strong. Normally, when a guy reaches high notes, it's he kind of pulls yeah. back. You, you, yeah, that's it's cool. That's it's very really cool. Good voice. I just checked out your Instagram while you guys were playing. Follow them on Instagram. It's really cool. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> follow yeah. them on Instagram, Brent James. Um, yeah, follow them on Instagram, Facebook. Check out their new music. We'll be looking forward to your album in September. That's yeah, very exciting. Yeah, yeah. Look forward well, to it. Come back and do it. Absolutely, yeah, it's our it. pleasure. So, can you take Great us out song. on our uh, on yes. our actual song, Not Irene yes, Goodnight? Absolutely. <laughs> oh, we could do it. <laughs> Down by the riverside. Yeah. <laughs> Oh,